What's up, everybody? This is the Magic Treehouse. What's up, everybody? This is the Magic Treehouse, and I'm Merlin. Today, we'll be talking with a upcoming producer and rapper, Kawhi Steez. So, Kawhi, why don't you tell us who is Kawhi Steez? I am a rapper, producer, electrical engineer, audio engineer, makes my spell. Booty, I love pizza. <laughs> I'm a father. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not that here. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just like music. I'm just a music lover, music lover, gamer. I just like, I don't know, just like Bob. That's cute. people. Um, <laughs> That's cute. Okay. I mean, you're a father to your music in a way, right? You're birthing. Hey, true. No. That's... <laughs> you're all right. Those are my kids. You're right. I love what I love. When I release it, it's like, you know, you're going to college. You know? Exactly. Like, little tear coming yeah, like, down. Like, damn, I'm so proud of it. <laughs> so proud. On the raise in the next one, you know? <laughs> I love this. Okay. So, I mean... You're a man of many skills. You dabble in this and that. You're creative. Um, but why don't you tell me, like, how did you get started before we talk about your music? Like, were you always in L.A.? Did you have family music? So uh, I I grew up in New York initially, Long Island, uh, New York. And uh, our family always, like, dealt with music in some sort of way, whether it's like, playing or like, being in the music industry or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just started like, I think my dad's friend gave me a FL Studio 6, 100% legal, 100% legal. <laughs> and uh, I started using it and I was just making like really bad beats, you know, when I thought they were heat, I was like 12, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, I'd make these, tw- I'd make these beats, uh, I'd write bars, rap about like food or something. Uh, and I just never, I just never stopped. I just never stopped. As time went on, I just kept doing it and kept doing it. I'd rap over, you take it over YouTube and I'd create beats. Uh, I was like chronically online. So I was like messaging uh, underground rappers that I find on Gat Pitch, but I don't remember the Gat Pitch era. I'm like, oh, you're so cool. What do I do to get better? I was that kid. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, you started creating beats at a young age and you're just like, oh man, I am so fire, but you're saying it's not. That means you still have the tracks or I you know, I don't it, it, I don't have I do have some old tracks when I was like 16. I don't know how I don't want to hear that. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, since you already create beats, you can just bring it back, reamp it a little, just give us a little bit throwback a uh, kawaii taste, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, don't, I might do some, maybe have a little snippet or something, sample myself. I'd, I'd personally love to hear. Yeah. Be like, letter to future me. I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so you said, like, your dad's friend gave you a system. Like, so was he into music? Is that where, like, you got your own sound, like, influenced from when you were creating beats or? Oh. I don't know if he, honestly, I don't know if he makes music. I think he just had things, you know? Yeah. He was like, oh, like, you yeah, might like this. I like this. Oh. I still don't know why he gave it to me. I'm glad he did, but I have zero idea why he gave it to me. But uh, most, most of my music influence came from uh, just growing up around my parents. I hear like a whole array of music. There's a lot of whatever hip hop was going on at the time, a lot of oldies. 
uh, a lot of like funk, yeah, like black family music. That's all like my music kind of sounds like that. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know about the skater kids, so whatever they were listening to, and then whatever was on YouTube, like I said, I was calling a few online, so it was YouTube autoplay. <laughs> I just just liked music. I don't know, I just liked music. Well, so you knew like all the YouTube videos, all the YouTube trends back then. And I'm guessing like watching all of that, having your family's taste in music. Um, now, when you say fun, are you saying like the parliament or are you just? Uh... Yeah, parliament, funkadelic. Uh, even like yeah, okay, okay. You know, like just just all that, just whatever you know. All it's just playing at the family. Oh my thing, clearly. Yeah, the family, you know. And Isley brother. Oh, Isley brother. All right, all right. So like hearing those sounds, you're checking it out. It's kind of giving you this idea. You start creating mix, uh, mixes, beats that are like fire as fuck, right? And then, like, what took you down the path, the path to like becoming more serious about it? Like, did you have friends in music? Were was there like, as you were growing up, you noticed these other artists that you wanted to not say be like, but kind of just influenced you? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I had like, I don't know. This is like my third time to charm uh, ever. Like the first time I did it, I, don't know, I was like really college. I'm going to take it seriously, but like, you know, I was just busy. Yeah. So then the second time around, uh, I had a group called Staff, uh, SAF. We were like a boy band. We were Brockhampton before Brockhampton became Brockhampton. Oh, shit. Okay. Then, you know, we were like, oh, damn. Some of them are here right now, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So then we were doing a whole live thing. We played live shows and we were doing stuff local. I was getting really good people. We all were getting really good feedback. And then they were like, oh, you know, I could really do this. I was taking forever in school, man. I was just, I had to stop and focus. Yeah. But then after a while, uh, I kind of lost the drive to create. I was just like, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't finding. I make weird stuff. Like I make weird stuff. <laughs> so then uh, I was like, you know what? I don't think it was really vibe rooted. You know, like I just wasn't confident in myself. And then uh, I picked up the guitar and I learned how to play guitar. Guitar for a year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, oh, let me create little tunes with this. And then I was like, slowly getting back into it, but like really influenced me was seeing a lot of uh, artists I like start at an older age. Because for some like silly reason, I thought I was like too old. I'm 27. I thought I was like too old to do this. But then I see artists like, you know, like JPEG Mafia, you know, uh, Danny Brown didn't pop up till he was like 30. The Griselda crew were like damn near in their 40s, you know, even Doom was like later. So I was like, you know what, this might just be the perfect time. So then I just been really at it seriously for a year, like really understand learning marketing, trying to get better at my mixing, uh, expanding my production, you know? mm-hmm. uh, learning people like Tyler, the creator, or Tori Wall, where they really uh, expand their production. Production is like, that's really my baby. Like I think rapid series, but I, production is my favorite part. So like really sitting there and trying to understand uh, and dissect music and understand how I can bring my influences to that. So that, that um, I'm here now. I mean, it just sounds like you're really passionate about producing. Um, I mean, from what I just got from what you said, it's just, yeah, sure, third time's a charm, but they also say practice makes perfect, right? It's yeah. not really about like, oh, I have to get it all at one shot. Like the more errors you make, the more you can learn from, the more you can grow with it. And I love that you just brought up like all the artists, creatives that you were like looking up to in a way that influenced you we're older because uh, I just had the same situation. Like um, starting this podcast, I was like, 
yo, I'm too old for this. Like, there's no way I should be doing this. I'm I'm 30. Okay. And then I saw like a Jay-Z. He started like his record label when he was 28. And I was just like, wait, no, no, that can't be true. You know? And then I started looking up more artists and I'm just like, okay, age doesn't really matter. Like, as long as you're passionate about it, like, it seems like you are and you really enjoy it and want it to happen. It's you're going to make it happen somehow. Right. Right. hundred percent. I feel like even in hindsight, doing it as uh, the brain I have now, obviously I'm older. I'm like, Oh, 27, uh, you know, you're still, but like <laughs> knowing what I know now, like the confidence that I had in all things, I feel like I'm able to just go about it better. You know, it's like more just life experience in general and then more discipline, I guess. So now I'm kind of happy that I'm really taking it serious at this point. You're yelling me out, I'm just too, and here's what it got to me. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, it's true, though. Like, you have that confidence, right? We all have that confidence when we're a kid because we really don't care. We're just kind of, like, doing whatever, testing the waters, thinking we're the shit. Like, that's really it. As you grow older, like when you said you were in college, you you got those doubts and you're like, okay, it's not a priority. I got other things to focus on. Now, it's like now your confidence is back. Maybe, I don't know if this is your only focus. You did just say rapping too, which we'll we'll talk about that too. But it's just like, it kind of just shows like as we grow, as we consider like what we value, things come back to us. We get it back. Like what what you give, you you get a return, right? Hey, uh, that's the beautiful thing about age. It's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is a beautiful thing about age. You get to learn more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, so that was your producing side. Um, and I know that's your baby, but like, what about rapping? Like, because I did see here that you collab with Juice. Juice. Yeah, my <laughs> dog. He taught me how to rap. No. Not really. I just, I just. <laughs> but he's dope yeah i collab with you i know there's like some more like um what's it called uh john i'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong johnny oh yeah he goes my size 11 yo that fool's dope yo he's dope <laughs> he makes that indie rock stuff yo he's dope and then he had another one i saw uh mad hat yeah mad hat that's my dog see <laughs> so like yeah i met him Oh, sweet. You you met him in the internet, not even in person? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I met I met Juice on the internet, too. And then I met him in person later. Oh. I, was just, I told you, I'd be online. I feel like I'm online. Yeah, I mean, on them already. Same, same situation here. Like, most of the people that I've been interviewing, I'm just like, yo, like, want to be up like us right now, right? After yeah. I interviewed Juice and after I interviewed, like, Mia, Kaz, I met them after that, you know? But it's like, okay, like you built that like connection at first. No, I feel it. (laughs) And then like, what about these clubs? Like these are on your rap songs, right? So like, do you enjoy collaborating with other artists or? Yeah, I love collaborating with uh, artists. I just made, I released a song called Life and Time, just that one named Moisturized Pev. He's really dope. So like when I collaborate with artists, I kind of, um, I either create a beat that would help make them shine, but still has some of my style or something where I kind of want to challenge them because I know they can do this and it would just be dope. Like when it comes to collaborating, I usually 
don't have like the oh like i'm gonna mess them up on the first like don't worry i'm gonna be nice but like i really want to make sure everyone shines on it because that's like my my production here because i produce and i want other people to go on it so like i love collaborating and i'm really uh picky with uh who i want on my stuff uh particularly because i want them to fit this so collaborating inherently is my favorite part because of that because it's like not only producing for myself i'm producing for them because they're the ones in mind for my creative so like before you collaborate with them i guess my question is like do you kind of go through their uh catalog of songs and be like okay this is what their flow is like and then reach out to them or like do you already reach out to them and then go through your catalog and be like okay this beat would work best for this person well i, I kind of go through the catalog first uh i guess it depends because i after i get a feel of what they they like sometimes when i call um like this would be fire for them like uh i know you also interviewed nerd night uh yeah. i gave them a few recently too it's like i i see them you know i've seen them perform stuff I'm like, oh this is like i think it's something i can do but then sometimes i'm like like for the new one with life and times uh i know how kev raps so i'm like oh like he does like a lot of like this like the drumless beats like rock marciano Griselda uh, type stuff so i was like okay let me let me do something like that but then I wanted to make it weird, like my style. Like I'm. So, uh, I oh, you just paused like for a second. Effect type way. Oh, I said uh, I made the vapor way. Wait, what part? What part? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So I made. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> so when I made the beat, um, I made sure that uh, I chopped it in a way where sometimes it sounded like a VHS was skipping to give like some of my vapor like, wave up. And then I did like my own flow on it. So like it fit his like what he does, but then it also fits right. So like I try to make it like a fusion of what their style is. Oh, so it's not specifically like one sound. You kind of blend both worlds together. Yeah, that's what I Okay. Okay, that's cool. Okay. And then like when it came to backflip, is that how it worked? Because I was just checking that out on Spotify and Apple. That's one of well, it it seemed like it was number one on both platforms. Yeah, it's my most popular song, but, <laughs> but yeah, because like I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to make a funky song that had like EDM elements, but also like trap elements in it as well. Uh, but since it's has like that disco bass, which is kind of traditional, a lot of rap started doing raps really methodical and like you know um, has some of that traditional, that new traditional you know spirit, like Earl Sweatshirt, Mountain type. I also want a song who can, you know, ride the EDM type stuff with like a fast type flow, uh, you know, similar to maybe like Logic or like whatever other like faster rappers out there. So I was like, oh, Juice and Matt. So let me see what I can do with this. And then that's just how like, immediately as I made as I chopped the, the sample, I was like, yeah, this is this can be cool. I mean, um, so I mean that was your most recent one that you uh, released, right? Because you released two singles at the same time in August. Yeah, I released. Uh, so backflip actually came out in June. Oh. I'm gonna give some, I'm gonna give some uh, tips. Or not tips. A little a little nugget. A little marketing nugget. Yeah. So uh, for anyone listening, uh, sometimes it's useful if you release a song. If you release a new song, release your previous song right underneath it, because when people listen to it, they will auto play to the next one. So you got to make things as easy for your listener as possible. So usually I'll uh, add the previous song I released next to it or below it. Okay. Yeah. So, no. I actually came out in June. Yeah. Life of Times came out this Wednesday. Oh. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because then that's what I was looking at where you said right after it. Because I showed the song that was released in August. 
But then right under that, it shows Backflip. Yeah. Oh. All my official discography is on Bandcamp. If you're like, that's what I'm a little artist, not like that sometimes. Spotify, I just change the algo of the people. You know, I just trying to do what works and it's going to work. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Um, cheat code. <laughs> then does all the cheat codes, right? <laughs> no, what's it called? Um, Power of Waking. Now, I mean, it's going through oh. like your catalog. Um, like I saw like your first song was back like 10 years ago. That was, um, I'm probably going to chop up the name, but Solace Blood Paradox. That, how did you find? Okay, okay. What's up? <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Passive's Blood. That's crazy. That's incredible. That's nuts. <laughs> so you started there 10 years ago. You started with that song and then. Um, I skipped a little ahead, but I saw Power Waking um, on YouTube. It says it was three years ago. So um, just comparing like the journey between those two songs, I mean, was like, what was that like? Were you still trying to find your voice? Were you still trying to find like a new style and beat creating? Like what was going through then? Yeah. So Tam the Talented Basil was really, that's crazy. I was in high school. So I was probably... Uh, 17, 16 when I made that song. So uh, that's actually over like a Joey Badass beat. So at that time, I was really just uh, honing my rapping. That wasn't that good, but like I tried to figure out my rapping and my flow and then all the things I was listening to. And I just doing beat over beats I like. So I was still finding my like my voice and uh, I was still confident what I was doing back then. And as I continued to do it, by the time I got the power of waking, I mean, I was, I was still finding my voice. I think that's just going to be an, an everlasting thing. But for that song and that project in particular, uh, I come from a very sample-heavy uh, background. So that whole project that Power Waking is on, I learned uh, like some music theory and how to play, like use the synth. So like every single one of those songs, I used like zero sample. Everything is from absolute scratch. Uh, so Power of the Waking uh, was inspired by some Neo Soul uh, stuff. I wanted to put my own little twist on it. So that was more of like a production exercise. And that's probably the first production exercise that I that influenced some of my work ethic now okay so i mean yeah. these both of these songs that i just named it's kind of like you continuously like figuring out like what sounds work for you what do you like what you don't like but then fast forwarding to this year you release three new eps yeah kind of kind of, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, kind of just two just two the official eps are uh, applejacks Applejack's EP, uh -huh. and then backflip. Everything else is doing that little cheat code. But yeah, wow. Applejack's and backflip are the two. So, and they also come from two different worlds of like So, um, really quickly, like going from power walk, power of waking to backflip, and um, was it Applejack's? Applejack, yeah. Um. So what was, I mean, I'm guessing like, like you said right now, like you're always continuing to like learn your sound, what you like from that. And you just mentioned that it's two different um, worlds or sounds yeah. on different albums. Like, so what was it like creating those EPs? Like, is there one that you like a little bit more than the other? Because it's not saying the same time, but around the same time, you know? I'll let you your <laughs> We won't. We won't tell him. We won't tell him. Yeah, we won't tell him in secret. <laughs> um, 
I I think as much as I love backflip, I think uh, Apple Jacks probably. Yeah. Even though I think for me, Apple Jacks was more of a um, test to myself that I was able to do, like regardless of like the reception of what the results were, because all of those tracks uh, I made with just guitar, bass, and synth. So like, and I never, I didn't know how to play them until then. Like, I learned for like less than a year. So all three of those songs is only my guitar, bass, and then riff, and then they're all three different genres. One's like dream pop, one is like a funky, like house-y kind of thing, and another one's like a indie rock, psychedelic rap song. So like those really pushed me up completely out of my comfort zone. Like going through things that like I never just did with music, where backflip, you know, I'm really proud of it because I added different uh, things. It was still around I was really creative. I was making more so alternative hip hop. It was more of an exercise and energy and transitions and uh, you know beat switches, um, which I worked on a little bit before. But Apple Jacks was just completely like I just never. I mean. I love, well, first thing, like, I really love how you call, like, your work an exercise because it's, like, an exercise you want to get better. You're learning, like, the different techniques for it. And so what you were talking about with Apple Jacks, like, I totally understand, like, it's pushing you out of your comfort zone, right? That's why it's um, it's your favorite. Oh, besides, like, um, backflip, which also makes sense because it's, like, alternate hip-hop, and you're also, like, pushing your boundaries in a way, but with Apple Jacks, it's just, like, a different sound, learning new instruments, which is yeah. low-key exciting for me, but <laughs> I mean, like, it's you're, to me, it just sounds like you're looking for ways to better yourself. You know, like, okay, I did this yesterday, how can I beat that kind of attitude? Now, is that how you go into, like, creating the beats, creating, like, your own music? Yeah, pretty much. I kind of think of it as like an RPG, you know, like trying to get my stats up. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just really try to push what I can do or like tackle an old idea um, and experiment on that. You know, like right now I'm working on some tracks that aren't like as out the water, but yeah, I'm trying to hone in on my catchy. I think, uh, when I was. So it's like just trying something different and then rotating back because when I go back to something old, have to try something new, I pick up so many new skills on the way. So I make the last process even better. You know? That makes sense. And so, so like when like you... a constant rotation. Oh, okay. Like a constant rotation. Um, I was just yeah. going to ask, like, when you go back, you listen to these songs and then you're trying to create new ones. Are you kind of just like pinpointing like, okay, at this part, like I could switch it up right here. Or are you just like listening to the whole beat? Like, do you take it step by step? Um, I kind of take it step by step. Sometimes, like, I pace around or, like, I'll dance or, like, um, uh, and try to catch a melody to see, like, if it could lead into something else. Um, sometimes I just sit there, like, just working on the drums or the transitionary part like, forever. Yeah. Like, that stuff is really important and such a small detail that's, like, so unnoticeable but so important. So, like, I really try to sit there step by step and then do it. And, but then a lot of times I'll leave it alone listen to it all day like at work or something and then i'll be like oh i need to do this i need to change this i need to add this uh maybe i'll look up some stuff right get some ideas and i'll come back to it so i mean like you rather just take your time with this see like the ins and out rather than rushing producing and putting it out there right yeah i feel it i mean i don't produce but i do the same thing 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know the vibe. You know, I, I try to understand the people. <laughs> no, um, got plenty of it. <laughs> no, uh, what's it called? So, like, you've worked on collaborations. Um, you, we talked about a few artists that have worked with you. Now, like, do you have a dream collab that you just maybe you really like their sound it's not like something you're used to and you're just like oh it'd be so much fun if we collabed with each other or maybe it is part of your sound and you just want to collab honestly yeah I think my dream collab would be Tori uh, uh, that this whole band or just Chaz Bear or whatever okay. he's just too talented like every album is a different genre to try something completely different and I respect that because that's like not the best marketing you know but like yeah you know, Forget the marketing of artists, you know? Yeah. And they just make whatever. So I think, like, a production track, I would just learn so much uh, from so many different types of music that I'm interested in. Uh, you got to just not make. So I think I'll probably like my dream. So, like, that's your dream collab. But, like, let's say you started your own festival, right? And we got headliners okay. happening on this festival. You get to You get to choose your headliners and your team is like filling in the rest. Who is your top three that you would have performed at this show? Top three, damn. Okay. Or if you just want to do one. Oh, yeah, Toro. Yeah. Yeah, we had to pick Toro. Probably, I'm going to do all three different genres just to spice it up. JPEG Mafia. Uh, Really killing it right now. Yeah. And then third one, Carly Rae Jepsen. How to see my girl. Carly. <laughs> I love Carly. Carly Raw Jepson. <laughs> yeah, what the? Oh, tell me more about this. Is she the one like closing the day or how does that work? Yeah, she got to close the day. I'm going to cry, right? <laughs> you, have to start, you have to start with Peggy. Like, you know, it's just, you know, it's just tough. <laughs> then we get the Toro, you know, melted down, you know, really cool. That first end it with Carly. Sunday, last day. Yo, Carly Rae Jepsen, let's go. You're singing along to Call Me, maybe. Yeah, everything. <laughs> it's too good. All right. I mean, that's your festival lineup now. Now we know. We Now we got a taste of it. Uh, yeah, it's happening one day. <laughs> I just want to hit up Carly Rae Jepsen now and just be like, hey. Have you talked to Koi Seeds? No. She needs to. She needs to. I said, actually, I can't. I said, I said, what's on? Okay, it's called, it's called the Gnarly Raw Jetson. I gave a little Nicki Minaj clue on it. It was a fun track. It was a fun track. The Gnarly Raw Jetson? I love it. I love the name. I love the description. I'm definitely going to be... Is this still out? Yeah, it's still out. It's still out. I hope Carly, Carly recognize me. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make her know that this song is here. Yeah. Dream coming true. Now, um, before we like talk about like upcoming performances, upcoming music maybe, I just want to ask um, like when you hear names like Tyler the Creator, what do you think of just with one word? I think uh, inspiration. Inspiration. So when they talk about Kawhi Steve, 
What's a word that you want people to think of immediately? Oh, man, I can't say the same word. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, maybe relatability. Relatability. Now, why did you pick relatability? Because I, I like to lead with empathy, uh, 100%. And uh, I like creating, right? And honestly, I like people doing whatever they like doing. That stuff makes me happy. I understand how it feels to want to just stop and just quit, you know, just not do that. And um, I think people should just pursue their passion, especially if they're able to. Uh, I think everyone should have that opportunity to do so. I wish that was the case. So, like, um, I kind of want to use myself as an example to be like, just keep going and just find your people. You know, like, I'm not even trying to be like that popular. I just want the people who mess with my music to mess with my music and uh, have that sort of community. And I want to, I don't know, be as transparent music as I can be. No, I mean, people can, I don't know, feel like they can relate to in whatever I say, you know, like, or whatever I do music wise. And I just try to keep speaking my heart, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I love the fact that you just said community. Like, it's not about, like, getting all the fame, getting all the attention, but, like, really building that solid group of people who actually enjoy you. Because it's your music, it's your beats, like, it's part of you that you're just releasing and sharing with people. So, the fact that you said that, I I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but when it comes to, like, you're saying, like, relatability, but, like, when people hear your music like let's say someone hasn't even heard of you why should they give you a chance why should they give you a listen it's i think they should give me a listen because i generally think i'm doing something really different uh i'm not the only one doing something different because you know no idea there's a son but i think compared to what you know what the popular stuff is like i just never I just have pretentious. I just never really cared about that stuff. Like it's really cool, but like I just like listening to weird stuff. I always, like I said, I was chronically online listening to songs with like hundred views, and now they're like popular years later. I'm like kind of worried about it or whatever. Yeah. So like I'm always just feening for like something new, and I want to put that out. So like if you're just into just hearing something just new, something you haven't really heard, or even something that's familiar to other artists that create things that yeah, I think I'm just worth uh, checking out and I try to make all my music, you know, like I try to make a lot of it fun, even if the subject matter isn't necessarily fun. Yeah. Uh, I try to bring that, you know, energy. So. so you're just, you're just a guy having a good time, putting out music, hoping people have a good time with it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Just feel whatever I'm trying to, you know, give out. Okay. And I'll try to put messages in stuff too for whatever the crises of now is going through so like even in the ups and downs like you create this music you send a message but at the same time it's kind of like don't take it so seriously have a good time vibing with it in a way that's like yeah, yeah you could do it either way right i try to make a stone i make like i try to make like experimental hip-hop pop. like i don't know like like <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, but like I guess like a pop version of a Doom or an MF or a JPEG Mafia or Danny Brown or 
like I'm trying to make that sound as accessible. I'm not saying it sounds inaccessible, but like I'm trying to really make it as poppy but still weird as I can, you know. So like a Carly Rae Jepsen with Danny Brown vibe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Danny Rae Jepsen. Danny Rae Jepsen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like if they, those two had a child, and bam, that's their name right about. Danny Rae Jepsen. All right. All right. I mean, maybe that's the next music we can expect from you, or um, are you having a music release out soon? Uh, so I just released this one on Wednesday, Life in Times. Mm-hmm. Next month, or like late September, or early October, I should have another song uh, out. It's either gonna it's gonna be with two people I met later today. <laughs> so uh, they're both in the end stages so whenever one finishes first we'll hear first and they're two very uh different and more you know a little dynamic and stuff so yeah so far around late september early october uh it's gonna be with my boy frank raper or uh no confusion one of the two okay. you hear both eventually by the end of the year and those were the two <laughs> artists that it's gonna be with um yeah frank vapor and what was the other one no no confusion no new confusion okay so we can expect some music maybe fall time just like yeah. uh, and what about performances performance i'm performing uh september 2nd at uh land of the spitters with uh with uh Irish spitters university then Bonabello, i want to say uh performing a 15 minute set so i got five songs pretty for y'all uh yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun today. I practiced today. Oh, oh. but you know, you know, I'm trying to do my Beyonce practice. You know, hit the treadmill and oh. and you know, rap. Wait, so you're a dancer and a rapper and a producer? What? I'm not sure if I'm a dancer, but like I, I be running around the stage. I, I be active on stage. So, I be out. Of, I, be, I be my Taylor actor. I'll say in a cough drop. Like <laughs> you really enjoy performing. Like is it just like the energy you get from the crowd and things like yeah. that? Yeah, it, it's that. Yeah. It's, no. I, I used to work at the summer camp and I used to do like songs for the kids. So for me, it's literally the same thing. You yeah. know, that's, that's cute. That's cute. And so, okay, few weeks actually, you're yeah. going to be performing fall time. We're going to be seeing some songs from you. Um, but just so people don't miss out like what's a good handle on social media so people know what's going on can stay updated with you so it's kawaii steve a-a-w-a-i-i-s-t-e-e-z on instagram i'm really i'm really active on tiktok i'm really active on tiktok youtube those are probably and reddit i guess those are probably like the main and then discord but I'm mostly on TikTok and IG. That's where you will hear everything. IG is more personal. TikTok is more like, you know, like TV, I guess. Oh. So those are the probably the best two anyone can reach me at and stay in tune. Tune in, stay updated, yeah. kind of just know like what's happening with uh, the new music releases. I'm sure you're going to be releasing on there. I have a, in my bio, it's a Koji. It's like, www.withkoji.com slash YSD. And that has like all my links, like just everything. Gotcha. And I update it constantly when I have a new inside as well. So that's where you can find me everywhere. But uh, that's, that's my real 
Okay. Working on merch soon. So soon we'll have that. Oh, oh soon we don't happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We got new music that's happening. We got festivals that are happening and uh performances that are happening. And then we're also gonna be get getting merch as well. Got it. Got it. Work on, I'm planning for next summer. I know it's a long thing. I'm putting it in right now. And we're going to hold me accountable, all right? <laughs> Riley's going to get a shirt, all right? <laughs> okay, next year, I'll get a shirt from Kawhi C's, but it has to be in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't switch from there. Keep it going. I mean, the snowball, you know? Manifest. Manifest. There we go. Um, well, actually, that's it for the podcast. Um Juice is gonna hold you to it. So Yeah, Juice, hold me to it, please. <laughs> Y'all Juice is marching too. They're fire. I've been taking notes from Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Plug it all the homie. <laughs> I love it. Um, I mean, thank you for your time right now, telling us about your dream collab, your festival collabs or headliners, your story. You know, um, just thanks for being open with me and just wanting to share with me. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. Honored. No in. I'm telling you. Teamwork makes the dream work. You know? Yeah. You both don't You already know. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for more episodes so you don't miss out. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Merlin like the wizard. Thanks for checking out this episode. Hope you liked it. Till next time. <laughs>